chaplet of divine mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. The third day he rose again, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God. He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. It atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole For the sake of his sorrowful passion, For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. He in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For 
the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. 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 Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 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 Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah.
the sake of his sorrowful passion. For 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 the sake of his sorrowful passion. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the wondered how it would be possible to make your cup of coffee an even greater joy? Coffee of the Cross brings you great coffee for a great cause. We roast on Mondays and ship on Wednesdays direct to you from Nicaragua. All proceeds go to fund the Mountain of Peace Shrine, inspired by St. John Paul II, where thousands of people come on pilgrimage to pray for peace and consecrate themselves to Our Lady. Coffee of the Cross is a non-profit project of the Diocese of Matagalpa with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Fill your cup with Coffee of the Cross, knowing that you are employing families and conserving a natural treasure, the Mountain of Peace Shrine. Please visit coffeeofthecross.com for more information and to purchase your coffee today. That website again is coffeeofthecross.com. It's time now for the KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Each week at this time, we present interviews on topics pertinent to Catholics in North Texas. And now, here is this week's Interview of the Week. 
Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, my name is Dave Palmer. Cecil Anderson is running the board, and I have a lively, energetic, fun guest for you the next 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, we talk about everything in this program. I always say that, but I really do mean it, and I love doing this show because I get to meet so many interesting people. And this may or may not be, and I don't really know, the first Grammy Award <laughs> recipient that I am going to interview, okay? So oh. I know your uh, your curiosity has been piqued. Uh, her name is Barbie <laughs> Fitzgerald. She's really an interesting lady, as you're going to find out. Music teacher at St. Martin de Porres Catholic School in Prosper. And uh, she also has a YouTube channel. She plays harp. She can teach piano and uh, voice and all kinds of cool stuff. And I got to ask her about soul vibration healing, too, because that's uh, what comes across in her email. So as you can see, she's a pretty interesting lady. And uh, welcome. Uh, thanks for coming in the studio. Thanks so much. And uh, being socially distanced as we do this <laughs> know, interview, right? right? Uh, just in <laughs> case anybody's distance. out there uh, wondering. But hey, good to see you. Good to, good to meet you. We had a big, long pre-interview, and I want to <laughs> convey all this information. First of all, uh, you and I have something in common. We both lived in Detroit as kids. Uh, I'm not Detroit. native of it, but I, I lived there. My <laughs> folks are from there. Uh, cradle Catholic. Right. Uh, cradle so Catholic. tell us about, you know, quickly about your upbringing and, uh, serious Catholic home, Catholic yeah. schools in Detroit. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Um, uh, I, uh, got my, uh, first uh, communion at Precious Blood. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the parish has combined with another parish, and so it's renamed something else. But uh, it's a very interesting parish because it had. Uh, I just remember uh, the 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 music was very rich. It it just had a a mixture of African American and Polish culture, and uh, it was. It's just a very interesting mix, and yeah. well, Detroit itself. Yeah. I mean, that's the home of Motown. I mean, that that's a, that's a, a got to be cool as somebody young interested in music. I mean, that that's yeah, that's a pretty big city for music, isn't it? it? Is, it's a huge city for music, uh, and 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 the 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 all the different genres of music mm-hmm. that you get exposed to. Like music is normalized yeah. in Detroit, and that's one of the things that I that I really love about what I had growing up. Yeah. And you had a good experience in Catholic schools. In fact, yeah. you told me before we started that at one point you were thinking about the religious life. I was. Um, I attended Dominican Academy and I loved uh, how the Dominicans were dedicated towards education. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was like, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. <laughs> education. Um, and so, um, and this is of course before I had decided to fully dedicate my life to, to its music. But at that time, which is interesting is that I, uh, uh, you know, during my confirmation, you know, they didn't have Google back then. Mm-hmm. So that's where I found yeah. out. I had asked, um, uh, about, well, who's the patron saint of music? I think it's Saint Cecilia. Like, sure it was. Yeah. That's right. And so, um, yes, she was my confirmation saint, Saint oh, Cecilia. Oh, how cool. Was it a musical family you grew up in or how, why, how did the, where did that bug come from? No. Was it, uh, what, 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 what got you into music? That, I just, Actually, I don't. You know what? We got a free piano. That was it. <laughs> um, somebody at a, uh, at one of the parish basements, they had a piano, and they were like, "Do y'all want this?" And we said, "Yeah." 
Yeah. <laughs> and I had, I, that's how I got, I got an old upright piano and I played on that for years. That's mm-hmm. how I started. And then, uh, ended up going on to interlocken, learning organ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, so, um, piano, organ, choir, uh, you know, all the churchy instruments. Right. Harp. So all the cool instruments. For yeah. The kids, right? Yeah. I want to ask you about coming to North Texas because I know you've been here about 20 yeah. years mm-hmm. and uh, you got two children now. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention that in the bio, a seven year old and a two year old. So what a blessing that is. Yeah. I got to ask about the Grammy, though, because I don't, I don't get to interview a lot of Grammy award winners. Uh, right. how, how did that come about? Um, Actually, that was a gig. Uh, so um, I'll tell you a little bit about how I ended up in Texas. I auditioned and I um got originally I, I got into University of Houston. Yeah. And then I always like to keep my chops up. And then I auditioned for um North Texas. And I got in with another scholarship. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow. Okay. University of North Texas. University of okay. North Texas. Yeah, in Denton. That's right. Yeah. In Denton. Yeah. And I didn't you know, because you know, if you're from up north, you don't know anything about down south. Yeah, right, <laughs> so right. I found out that North Texas was like the Juilliard of the South. So I was showing off to my friends in Houston, like, yeah, um, I'm I, see, going- I didn't even know that. I, right. I, I knew, you know, so, so saying she knew that. I knew they had a, a good arts program, music program, but it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, huh? it's a really big yeah. deal. And so I was showing off to my friends in Houston, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to UNT. I'm going to the Juilliard of the South. <laughs> and they said, no, honey, you're going to Denton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, my my my, my wife is me. Irish, and okay. her brother is a huge music fan. Uh-huh. Follows international music a lot. When he came to visit us, he said, "I got to go to Denton." Seriously, he he wanted to visit Denton because it's, it's got a, it's got a music scene. It's yeah. serious, yeah. And this guy from uh, this guy from Ireland, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it is serious. It's a, it's an awesome music program. Uh, sure enough, yes, I ended up in Denton, even though Denton is pretty cool now. It's pretty yeah. up and coming. Um, <laughs> well, well, Prosper is in Denton County, so yeah. You know. how, about, how about getting <laughs> the job at St. Martin de Porres? How did that come about? Um, you know, I ended up. Oh, how did that? <laughs> I think I, I, cause I, cause I said, um, I, I was like, you know, I think I, oh, I know what it was, you know, cause I had made the decision, uh, like I, you know, I'd already, I'd won the Grammy. I, I did, I, Which I you played didn't explain, Carnegie by the way. Okay. You, let's do that, that first. Okay. Let's, let's yeah, go to the yeah, Grammy. The, the Grammy first. Okay. People are going to say, Dave, you asked her about the Grammy. She never explained it. You <laughs> right, never went back. Right. Let's do okay. that. Then we'll go to St. Martin. So let me, okay. So yeah. So, um, I, you know, uh, went to North Texas. I attended North Texas and actually I attended North Texas originally for music education, choral music education specifically mm-hmm. because it gets, I felt that that gets music to people the fastest, yeah. you know, to basically think in sound. And that's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Um, and that I really encourage my students to get involved in is thinking in sound because music is a language. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I had, I taught for about a year and then I was like, well, I, I had ended up going into, uh, getting more shows, uh, into this whole, uh, corporate event show world. And I got paid a lot more money mm-hmm. <laughs> in the corporate event. I didn't even know it existed, but it's, um, it's a, it's a big industry. It's the corporate event industry. And, um, that's where I did, ended up doing more shows and doing them professionally. And, um, I would also do session gigs. Um, uh, at that point I had started kind of falling off orchestra gigs cause well, you know, uh, the, the, um, 
you know, the shows were just much more lucrative. Well, um, but I did do some session work. And so I got called for to do a session with Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Kirk Franklin does not read music. So I had to go in the studio. And um, so he had to describe to me, well, this is the kind of sound that I want. Yeah. And this is, this is what I, you know, I, I want this. And so I would play something on the harp. He's like, well, well, no, 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 no. I, you know, I liked how the first part was, but I really didn't want, um, I don't like how the upper part was. I was like, okay, well, what are you looking for? And then since he couldn't describe it with words, then he'd go over to the piano and he'd start trying to play it and just, you know, like, I, I want something like this. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to translate that, I guess you could say in mm. harp, harpistic language, right? Yeah, yeah. And, that's how that ended up happening. And so then um one day I got a call and somebody said, congratulations. I said, congratulations for what? Like on your Grammy. Oh, like, oh really? Wow. So they didn't tell you? No, I didn't <laughs> hey, you want even a Grammy? know. No, if I, I ever win a Grammy, I want them to let me know. Okay. <laughs> no, Maybe there's no. hope that I won one. I don't even, I just don't know about it. I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's, that, but yeah, that's how. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. And so, so now I'm a Grammy award winning like, harpist. Do you like, you have like, I mean, the, the award at your house? I mean, is it yeah, like an Oscar? Yeah. Or is, I don't even, what does Grammy look like? It's like well, a, if you're part of a bigger project, yeah. it um is like you get a plaque okay. with the 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 emblem and the whole your your name and but yeah you you are a Grammy award winner and um it's it's just that's cool amazing that's yeah. cool it's probably a good uh, good thing to tell your students first day of class so that they're going to think like okay I, I better oh, I better I better right. listen so tell tell us about being a, a music teacher teacher St Martin de Porres Catholic School Prosper I know you mm-hmm. think highly of the school yes. uh, it's a great parish relatively new parish in the yes. Forest Diocese uh-huh. but tell us about your you know lack your gig there I guess, my so gig there speak, you know. <laughs> I know right um uh well of course you know I teach music pre K three through eighth grade. Grade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, my days are quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the mornings going, okay, boys and girls, all right, let's have <laughs> our imaginary balloons to, all right. The pre-K you know, three, that's, that's like three-year-olds. That's three-year-olds, yeah, yeah. I know, right? You can teach them, <laughs> huh? Teach them, exactly, okay. teach them. And teach, you know, because the biggest thing about music is learning how to listen. You're listening for the language of music. You're listening, um, to, you know, for, for sound to be able to audio that. You know, if I, if I, uh, sing, bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 So hold it. Okay. Let me do that again. Here we go. So bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. You know, can you fill in the rest of the notes in your head, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I'm not musical at all. Sis- Sissel mean? can. Right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, Sissel will say, can, yeah, right. she, she can yeah, do it. Yeah, she's saying it. But that's uh, it. I don't, I don't even really know, know what right. you're talking about. I, I say, I'm like the third, the three-year-old. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that you'd have to start, you know, like at, at the three-year-old level. Seriously, okay. I, I don't I don't have any musical ability. I that's really okay. don't. That's okay. But, but you had, uh, actually, you know, when I started singing the first time, then you'd start yeah. kind of singing along, right? It was Twinkle right. Twinkle Little Star. Well, when, you know, the the notes that were missing. Did you know that, Sissel? Okay. See, I didn't even know that. The notes that were missing, you know, like most people, they film it yeah. in their head. <laughs> most, most people. people. <laughs> 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 like they film it in their head and that's what's called audiation. Okay. And so that's learning the language of music. And that's yeah. one of the things that I really think is so, oh, cool. so powerful about it. Yeah. So, and that's, and my kids all, when I say my kids, I'm talking about my, my musical kids, yes, right? Yes. Uh, pre-K three, three, eight, everybody, like everybody. And it, 
it's a compliment to say you have big ears. Everybody has big ears. And everybody sings in tune and in time. I'm very, very passionate about that, to sing in tune and in time. Mm-hmm. What are the two things that Miss Fitzgerald cares about? In tune, tune and, and in time. time. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right. So you got a, uh, you're teaching from th- th- three-year-olds to approximately 14-year-olds. Yes. And so I get the, they're loving it. The, and they're, they're loving it. And then even the, with the eye rolls, you know, <laughs> I, I see that as teenage life. Like, they thank yeah. you. All right. All right. Well, just listen. Here we go. One, two, ready, and. <laughs> oh, how cool. So. Uh, let me, uh, let me ask you uh, about something you said. I wrote this down. Thinking in sound. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? Um, just to be able, what, what's called audiation. <laughs> to be Which able you, to. Which you talked about a second ago. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So to be able to really know and understand the language of music. And, and it's an incredible power to have. Why do I say that? Because that's really how I, um, this actually goes into, um, uh, how I've learned about the mass, mm-hmm. how I've connected with the mass. Yeah. I didn't realize that I've connected to the mass musically. That's how I've learned, um, um, the, 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 the pray, the whole prayer of the mass through music. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, like, didn't even realize it. <laughs> um, you know, to know, uh, you know, the song to, you know, the, just to know and to be at home with that. That's the, to be able to, to think in sound. Yeah. But also, um, you know, of course, St. Augustine says to sing is to pray twice. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. and I really do believe that. Let me, uh, there, there's music, uh, can unite. You also can divide. There are some people that say, in fact, I saw something that came through my email today. I, Forget the source, but they said, you know, there's no place for a guitar at mass. That's what, you know, some people say only piano. Some people say organ. Some people say only chant, you know, uh, I, I don't know what, what, um, what, what's liturgically your, your, what, what is your preference for all the above or what? Mine is all of the above. You know, I, I always thought that this was maybe something that about growing up in Detroit, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm, I can feel at home in any of the surfaces because of growing up in Detroit because we had, we had, you know, of course, Coptic Catholics, Maronite Catholics, um, uh, you know, of course, we, we have traditional, we have, uh, the new mass, um, but what really brings it together for me has been music. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel at home. Yeah. You know, to hear, the the harmonic minor scale you know to hear those within the Marianite services it's like oh wow you know I'm I'm totally at home there and it just for me it brings me closer to God to be able to do that and that's something that I hope to pass on to my students that with that language of music yeah yeah music's just so awesome i mean i, I don't know anybody that everybody likes some kind of music yeah. we may not agree on the the style right. or you know you might like country or rap or or you know jazz or what have you but yeah somebody likes some kind of music everybody does it's just That's so right. it incredible connects people yeah it, connects it really does people. and and there's it's it's incredibly like i said it's just incredibly powerful and and that's and to be able to think in that and to be able to pray with yeah. sound is 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 just it's 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 a wonderful freedom to have. 
Barbie Fitzgerald is my guest. She is a music teacher of St. Martin de Porres Catholic School in Prosper. She's a Grammy uh, Award winner, as she uh, mentioned, her work with Kirk Franklin. And uh, she also has a YouTube channel, and she is willing to teach people even outside of the parish That's boundaries. Right, yeah. And we'll talk about that in a second. The website for the parish, by the way, it's a relatively new parish. I, so I drove by it the other day for the first time, and I was like, oh, there it is. It's There's St. Martin de Porres. Yeah. Org and the school website, smdpcatholic.org. I do want to ask you, not now, but uh, we'll get to it, uh, whether you know if there's going to be fall classes or not. But don't don't say it yet. That'll be the cliff. That'll be the uh, the tease so that everybody hangs on to the very end. Uh, okay, if people want to learn harp, if they want to learn piano, uh, uh, how um, how can they do so, how, even outside the, the school boundaries? Yeah, just get, contact me, <laughs> yeah. and I will be more than happy to set up some lesson times um so yeah okay and and by the way the last couple of months not being there physically with the kids i I know classes are starting to get out now i don't know if if they're officially done or not how has that been and can that get is it is it difficult to teach through zoom or uh, video conferencing how did you handle that oh my goodness (laughs) so i had to um Wow, it's it's first of all, it's quite the challenge. Yeah. To figure that out. You know, I'm not a homeroom teacher and so usually with a homeroom teacher you have a set of students, but I ha- as a music teacher and as a specials teacher, I have the whole school and so the challenge is okay, how do you still um you know, thinking keeping the students in mind, keeping their learning in mind and how do you still get them in the direction while keeping the mm-hmm. skills that they yeah. they developed? I'm so proud of them. I mean, just yeah. all in tune in time. I'm so, so proud of them. Well, what I ended up deciding to do is um, focus this time on how to practice and how to practice yeah. well. Because if I didn't know, you know, if I didn't know how to practice, yeah. then that means I wouldn't have had the chops. Then that means I wouldn't have had the chops in order to go into a um, session with Kirk Franklin yeah. and to be able to translate what he's saying. So they have to be there. So what, what, uh, what gave me the, 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 the power in order to do that was a good practice routine. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we've been doing because, um, we are, uh, classically based, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. So, you know, not a lot of worksheets and, you know, we, yeah. we don't do the busy work thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, there is a purpose, you know, the, and the purpose is truth, beauty, goodness. That's the purpose mm-hmm. of it. And of course, music is a great way of accomplishing that. Yeah. Well, how do we do that? And so that's actually how I ended up um, getting the YouTube channel, which is Music Class with Barbie Fitzgerald. And anybody can go on there. Uh, but what I end up doing is uh, really focusing on the songs and focusing on the listening for the children and then being able to um, do the hand signs, the Kerwin hand signs, because mm-hmm. I do a mixture of um, Kodai as well as Orv, uh, as well as um, even Suzuki <laughs> yeah. um, it, within my, my teaching and within my, my background. So um, then they're able to listen. And then they're able to practice and learn how to practice over that over this time, and okay. that's what we've really been focusing on. But of course, I wanted a, a, an avenue that was easy for them to access, which is, i.e., YouTube. Now I know a lot of people, oh, YouTube, but I know the kids watch YouTube because I know that they watch Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> I know these yeah. things. Yeah, no, I know no, you, you know that. You, you have contact with a lot of kids. <laughs> that's uh, you, right. you know these things. Oh yeah, no, YouTube is very, very popular. Exactly. So if people want to get a hold of you. Um, what's the best way? Is there an email address? 
do they just go to the YouTube channel or? Yeah, uh, you could go, uh, Barbie Fitzgerald214 at gmail.com. Okay, Barbie Fitzgerald 214. Is that like the, uh, the area code? Is that what that's the about? The area code, okay. yeah, Dallas. I mean, uh, okay. Isn't yeah. 214 Dallas? Yeah. That's why, I, yeah. that's why I chose Our that. Barbie Fitzgerald 214 at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, do, are they, Talking about classes resuming in the fall? Is it too early to tell, or what? What, what do you? No hearing? classes in the fall. No, go to the website. Um, go to the um the school website. Yeah. Yeah. Take a look. You think yeah. there will be classes? Oh, the regular definitely. Classroom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and and then the great thing. Well, I, I the great thing about this pandemic. No, no, no. It, okay. Uh, of course, all of this has been challenging. But one of the things that we have been able to do at the school is. To re, be able to, okay, yeah, we're in a, tra- we're in a traditional setting. We have a classical focus, but we have, now we, we've gotten things in place. We're going to be working towards, all right, if, mm-hmm. if something like this has to happen again in the future, like the learning will not cease to yeah. continue. And, and I just think that, I mean, we just have such a great team over there at St. Martin de Porres, the, the, all the teachers, the, um, um, principal Susan Flanagan, she cares. I mean, they all care so much about the students. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's just growing by leaps and bounds. And it's just, it's wonderful. L- let me ask you, um, can any kid be taught to be good at me in music? I, are there, I, cause I, I use myself as an example. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just don't have, it, my brain doesn't really go there. It just, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously some are more, are easier to teach and some have more natural talent, yeah. but can you take any kid who has a desire to be musical and make make them him or her pretty good? I think I do. Yeah. Um. And that's I'm not being overconfident to say that. Uh, because I really do think that everybody can learn music. Yeah. Everybody yeah. can. And learn everybody music. should probably all, use some music. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it it's it's so it's such a powerful thing and um to, and and an an empowering thing yeah. to give to people because it's it's about finding your own voice yeah and that's it's in a world where we you know <laughs> where we're that's very digitized now mm-hmm. where young people are like well where is my voice what is my voice yeah. you know yeah this music helps with that yeah. and it's not and and there's different aspects to music it's not just about um uh, you know, well, everybody's gonna sing. It's about hearing the sound and being able to internalize the sound. So you may not be, um, uh, good at singing per se, but what, even though what I've found, a lot of it is just self-confidence. Yeah. It's yeah. just about building confidence in somebody's voice. That's yeah, really what it right, is. Right. But if you're not good at saying, you know, if maybe you have trouble singing in tune, I don't know. Um, but everybody, it's either rhythm or tone. That's something that I've found. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, maybe you might not be good at singing or maybe that might not be your thing. But when you think about, hey, maybe you aren't good at that, but maybe you'll down the road you'll want to do it on the, yeah. an instrument, and that's actually what an instrument is. It, all an instrument is is an extension of the human voice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then that that makes it much more musical and um, um, less mechanical. All right, uh, last question. We got about yeah. thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, so just uh, just uh, if somebody's gonna, they want their you know eight year old or ten year old to learn music, yeah. uh, and they say. You know, where do I, what instrument should I start it? Is piano typically a good start? Guitar? Um, I, I know you do harp, but that, yeah. do you learn harp after you learn piano or do you go straight into Piano harp? first. Piano first. If you are interested in, like, and yeah. I would love some harp students. Please, yeah. please, if you're interested in harp, please contact me. But piano um, first. But piano first. Yes. Okay. That, that's really the best way. 
Um, Learn the basics. Learn the basics, but also with piano, gravity works with you instead yeah. of again, you know, with the harp, gravity works against you. Also, um, on the piano, you have to think about the margin of error, the, the size of piano string versus the size of a harp string. So the margin of error on a harp is very, very big. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's good to know. Well, thank you so much. It's been very interesting, especially for a guy that, uh, doesn't generally speak that language of, uh, of music and singing and all that. It's been really interesting to talk to you. Barbie Fitzgerald, again, her email address, if you are interested in singing or piano or, or harp, harp or, or perhaps learning more about St. Martin de Porres Catholic School, of course, you can go straight to the website, talk to their principal, uh, who she referred to. Uh, smdpcatholic.org is the school website. Uh, stmartindp.org is the school the uh, website for the parish and Barbie's email address is Barbie Fitzgerald 214 at gmail.com. I, right. I got all that right. <laughs> That's right. Barbie, okay. just like the doll. Yeah. And then Fitzgerald, just like the singer. And uh, then 214, just like Dallas. Yeah. No, no, no relation to. No. Uh, no, uh, no. Okay. No, all right. No That's all right. That's all right. Uh, great, great to talk to you. <laughs> Thank You're you. A lot of fun. Thank you so uh, much. Thanks also to Cicely Anderson, who I do think has some musical talent. Um, yeah, she has at least more than me, which that's a pretty low bar. Uh, but anyways, great, great to, uh, to, I, I normally thank the person that t- put me in contact with the interviewee, but, uh, you're the one that reached out to me and said, yeah. hey, let's, let's talk. And so I'm, I'm glad you came in. Uh, if you have any, uh, ideas for future interview topics and guests, uh, email me, Dave Palmer at GRN online.com. Thanks for listening. This has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. God bless you. The Diocese of Fort Worth invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to watch a live stream 40-hour Eucharistic adoration taking place at St. Peter Parish in Lindsay as part of the diocese's 50th anniversary celebration. The live stream adoration will be broadcast online at fwdioc.org from Thursday, June 11th with Mass beginning at 5 p.m., followed by a Eucharistic procession and perpetual adoration until Saturday, June 13th. Bishop Michael Olson requests prayers for priestly vocations during the adoration. Hi, this is Dave Palmer welcoming our new sponsor, Homeschool Connections, an online curriculum provider where students meet with instructors online with other students for live, interactive classes. Instructors include Tim Staples for apologetics, John Martinoni for scripture, Joseph Pierce for literature, and I teach a class called An Introduction to the Summa Theologia. Your high school student can learn Christian philosophy according to the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. Homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. Welcome, everybody, to the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Dave Palmer is my name. Diane Xavier is running our board. And this is a time that we get to talk about local Catholic news and information. And I put a little asterisk by local on this one because now nowadays with the, the craziness with coronavirus, you know, things local, you got to put asterisks around because it, it's all virtual and you don't have to be in one location to do virtual things. And I'm going to introduce you during this program to a wonderful, wonderful lady whom I met along with her husband last November when I went on the Danube Riverboat Cruise. And it was so awesome. Of course, the timing was perfect because a few months later, the whole world fell apart. But uh, her name is Sarah Cortez. Her husband is Gabe. They are from Houston. And Sarah is the president and founder 
of a wonderful Catholic apostolate called Catholic Literary Arts. Uh, their website uh, is catholicliteraryarts.org, and uh, she's going to tell us about that and also about a summer camp coming up in June, at the end of June, that uh, is open for anybody around the world because it's virtual. So if you're in North Texas and you want to take advantage of this, you are welcome. So Sarah Cortez, how you doing? Good to good to talk with you. Good to talk with you again, Dave. Boy, we had a glorious time in Europe, didn't we? Yeah, we really did. And and you and Gabe were one of the first ones that I, I met. And I, I was kind of hyper-focused on the North Texas people because those were my peeps, so to speak. But uh, when I met you and <laughs> you and Gabe, uh, I, I just found you so engaging. And, of course, we had a, a short conversation about, uh, you know, your apostolate. And I, I think even on, on the, the boat, we said, we're going to do an interview one of these days. So uh, here we yeah, are. Here we are. Praise the Lord. And thank you, Dave. Yeah. Tell me about your background as it relates to Catholic Literary Arts. So what has what, what, what your background been? Sure. I uh, am a, have been a professional writer and editor for a little over 20 years. I've taught creative writing pretty much at every level from uh, master classes and semester-long classes at uh, the uh, university level to uh, first graders at at uh, book fairs and in in libraries and schools and teens and children at, and senior citizens and juvenile detention centers and et cetera et cetera. So uh, I'm a professional educator, professional writer and editor, and uh, gosh, if I might be so bold, joyful Catholic. <laughs> well, I love it on the website, uh, catholicliteraryarts.org. Share the joy of fearless Catholic writing at the camp. And, of course, we're going to get into that. Before we talk about the camp specifically, tell me about Catholic Literary Arts. You say you've been writing and, and, and teaching at a lot of different levels for about 20 years or so. Uh, well, how did this start? When and, and for what purpose? Sure. Uh, I would say about a year and a half ago, uh, the Holy Spirit really moved my heart, mind, soul, and uh, wallet, I guess you might say, <laughs> uh, to um, really uh, to form this nonprofit to help uh, people of all ages, whether they're children, teens, adults, uh, to learn to be formed as Catholic writers within the Catholic worldview, to be to learn about other fabulous Catholic writers that have gone before them, to be supported in wherever they are in their faith journey, uh, in the classroom, through instruction by knowledgeable people and professional educators. And we have many different programs today. We won't, I know we're not going to go into that. We have, uh, classes for adults. We have a free speaker series called Doorways to the Sacred here in Houston. We, um, uh, furnish a beautiful, uh, writing prompts to the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston every week called Write with Your Child Wednesdays. Uh, and we also have an after school program fall and spring semester. But I know you and I are going to focus on you know, summer camp because it's coming up right here in a few weeks. But we uh, we formed this. I have a great board, um, both advisory board with uh, uh, many national uh, Catholic writers that are very well known. I have a very hardworking board. I have excellent faculty, and we're just trying to support children in acquiring skills 
while also reaffirming their Catholic faith. Mm, that is awesome. The, the, the video, the, the video that I found and watched, very brief video, just a couple minutes long at CatholicLiteraryArts.org really, uh, summarizes in, in a very quick fashion what this camp is all about. And one thing I want to highlight and just get you to get a little bit more elaboration from you about is that you say at the end, good writing skills are essential to be successful today. And tell us why, because there may be parents thinking, oh, I don't know. Nowadays, people are just watching videos and they're tweeting and it's, do, do people really need to know how to, to, to write like they used to? Uh, tell us why you think writing skills are essential to success for, especially for young people who are, are being educated. Right. I think, you know, we all, uh, as, as children have to learn how to speak, how to articulate, how to express what's in our, minds or hearts or souls uh that's a struggle for all of us uh and that but that expression is crucial not only to emotional and psychological health as we move on through life but it uh tends to be crucial for uh job skills mm-hmm. in fact uh one of our most recent donors uh sent me a check and frankly most of the people that donate to us either don't have children or well beyond the childbearing age, yeah. but he he called me up and he said, listen to this story. He told me a short little story about his career as a, a naval officer in the U.S. Navy, uh, a ship's pilot, and he said, the only reason I had that career was because of two courses, one in high school, one in college, where I learned to write and express clearly what needed to be expressed. Mm. And in his case, he was talking about practical things, you know, uh, so much tonnage and so much, you know, this, that, and the other. But, you know, I hear stories like this over and over and over again. I think something that makes my heart sing and all of our teachers' hearts sing is, here's an example. This is a a note from... um, a little girl who is a first or second grader in our after-school program, and they spend an hour a week for 13 weeks uh, with one of our trained teachers. And this little girl wrote a thank you note, and in it she said, Dear Mrs., you know, the name of her teacher, I want to thank you. I'm not scared to write any more. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. My life is different now. Oh, wow. So these, and, and we hear this from children and, and parents um, over and over and over and over again. But her, you know, anyway, I'm being verbose. Forgive me, Dave. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. I, the testimonies say a lot to me because it's one thing for you to say how great this is, but uh, to hear it from the, the mouth of the children and also, like you said, the Navy uh, gentleman as well, uh, that, that, that says a lot. And uh, Sarah yeah. Cortez is my guest, president, founder, Catholic Literary Arts. Put a .org at the end of that, and you will find information about a Catholic writing camp uh, that she is putting on uh, right around the corner, June. 22nd through the 26th. It's going to be virtual, so even though she's in Houston, anywhere, anybody in the world, and I think she's going to tell us that people are already signing up across the world as well. Uh, before we get into the specifics of the camp, Sarah, uh, in the video, I keep going back to this video you did, uh, you make the distinction between hesitant and confident writers, and I want to, you can speak to the parents out there saying, you know, my, my kid 
doesn't have any talent. My kid's afraid to, to write, like the, the the girl you mentioned a moment ago. Or else, you know, my kid's got this down. That he's he or she's a very confident writer. This, this is really for anybody third through twelfth grade, right? Right, third through twelfth grade, even uh, graduated twelfth graders and rising third graders. Uh, uh, so, Dave, the the hesitant writer probably describes. Uh, not what, 95, 98 mm-hmm. of yeah. the people in America, whether they're kids or adults, and nothing wrong with that. I, I've i been a professional writer for over 20 years, and sometimes I'm scared to sit down and write, yeah. you know, because I think, oh, I don't have the skill to do this or the inspiration. But so we special, part of the reason I only hire professional educators, and mostly they have their own writing careers as well, by the way, they have been trained in the techniques to take the children from fear to writing mm-hmm. on the page. So they're, they're, so it's like learning tennis. You know, if nobody stops and shows you how to place your feet and hold your hand on the racket, yeah. uh, you're, you're not going to pick it up naturally necessarily. You may have more natural talent than I do, but, you know, they're just certain skills. Uh, so we help the hesitant writer develop the skills. Sometimes even, and moving to the confident writer, sometimes even kids who are confident need a little bit of a challenge and they also can gain um, increased confidence through sort of sharpening up some skills or yeah. learning additional skills. So that's part of what we, you know, offer to help kids at, at all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, one thing that really comes out in uh, watching the video and hearing you talk about this camp and your philosophy behind the Catholic literary arts is uh, there's a reason that word Catholic comes first. Uh, you, you know, you talk about daily mass uh, for this, and I, I guess it's going to be virtual. Uh, it would, uh, And tell us if that's going to continue to be the case for uh, the summer camp. Uh, you, you describe it as holy and wholesome. You say many times that this is authentically Catholic, you know, that the, the that the professors are uh, authentically Catholic. Uh, tell us about more about that and why that's important to you for, in, in regard to the summer camp. Sure. Sure. Um, uh, and by the way, unfortunately this year, because we're virtual, we're not having the Mass okay. uh, daily. Uh, that's a great, uh, you know, sadness for all of us. But we are continuing that in uh, that movement, hopefully towards the Holy uh, uh Day, which we begin each class with a prayer. Uh, by the way, the the class there's a comparable number of uh, hours of instruction and feedback as last year. Although last year, in the middle of the day, we stopped for mass and lunch. Mm-hmm. So uh, we uh, we are. That's also part of why I'm very careful with the faculty I hire. Uh, at least in our archdiocese. It's, if teachers teach in their school system, they're already trained catechists. And there are many people, in fact, I would say probably most of the people at my uh, parish uh, in downtown Houston, Annunciation, uh, they homeschool their kids because they they, they are, uh, want to be careful about the content their kids are exposed to through, through education. And so... Uh, uh, and even, I mean, we have plenty of students that are, are Christian and not Catholic, let me add. Uh, but we want to support those parents who want that kind of holy and wholesome atmosphere 
in the classroom with kids. A lot of the writing prompts we use are writing from saints, from uh, Catholic respected intellectuals, uh, from prayers. Uh, so, for instance, one of the writing exercises and <laughs> produced some fabulous results last year was we took a parable. The teachers took a parable. Uh, they talked about what, may, what, what are the characteristics of a parable, and the students wrote their own parable for modern time hmm. to, say, to put into place what, what they thought uh, Jesus would, would be teaching and saying to us now with his timeless eternal message. And um, uh, so some of our writing assignments, for instance, there was a, a third grade class that we had, and um, we sort of analyzed a recipe out of a recipe book. And we talked about using uh, explicit verbs, you know, mince, chop, you know, grate, etc. That how the recipe was formatted with ingredients and instructions. Then we asked the children to write a recipe for uh, a dish that would make the world a better place to live in, according to Jesus Christ. Mm. That's awesome. So one of my favorite, my favorite. Uh, 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 samples from that exercise is a young man. He's a fifth grade. No, this was a fifth grader. I'm sorry. It was a fifth grade class. Uh, he wrote a recipe for a Jesus cake. <laughs> and it started out with a bucket full of granulated sweetness mm. <laughs> and a, sho- a shovel full of compassion. And, and his last uh, step in the, the steps to prepare it was share with the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just uh, it goes to show you that, and I, and I, I teach a, a philosophy class online, and I, I'm always amazed at how bright these young people are. And I think sometimes people will underestimate the ability that young people have to write, in your example, or to grasp deep concepts. And I think they're a lot brighter and more talented than sometimes. And, and there's really no reason for us to wait, and you know, until they get to college or you know, to start learning some of these these basic skills. Uh, Sarah Cortez is my guest, president and founder, Catholic Literary Arts. Uh, CatholicLiteraryArts.org is the website. Summer, it's a uh, fearless Catholic writing camp, uh, June 22nd through the 26th. It's virtual, so anywhere you are in the world, if you're listening to this and you have uh, kids uh, between 3rd and 12th grade, they are eligible, Catholic or not, although it is a Catholic writing camp. Anybody can can sign up. Uh, Sarah, tell us some of the, the basics, like uh, during those, wait, two, three, four, five, those five days what times it start what times it end what is the cost uh what what technology do people need to to participate that kind of stuff sure thank you dave uh uh, we start at 9 a.m each morning classes are arranged in age appropriate groups so if you have three children in three different uh, grades you will need three devices Mm -hmm. uh we are going to teach using zoom uh private classes using zoom Each class will have two teachers, so we'll have a very low student-to-teacher ratio. That's one of the hallmarks that our parents love. Uh, We end by 11.30 or 12 noon, depending on the age group. There's uh, small blocks of instruction. There's writing time away from the computer, especially for the younger kids, so they don't, you know, I don't want them to think they're going to be sitting in one spot staring Mm -hmm. at the screen for two and a half hours, because that's impossible. (laughs) Yes. I mean even for adults sometimes. And uh, 
in the afternoon, after an appropriate sort of lunch break, those children who wish can sign back on with that same faculty they had in the morning for an optional enrichment learning activity. So those are going to be particularly geared toward the kids who just like, oh, I just, you know, I want to learn. I want, I want to use Flipgrid to provide uh, positive feedback to my fellow students, and here's, here's some options of how I can do it or something. So uh, Zoom. We're going to use Zoom. We're going to use uh, Google Classroom. Uh, every uh, application or platform that we're going to use is available for free. So um, those, those are the basics. Okay. And did you mention the cost? I did not. Forgive me. Uh, we have early bird uh, tuition rate. First child, $165. Uh, Second child, 135, and third on up, 100. And by the way, we love supporting large Catholic families. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think on uh, we had lowered our our tuition rates because we sort of want to be, uh, you know, in solidarity with what's going on in the world. Uh, so those those uh, early bird tuition rates will be good until I think midnight June 15th, and then it, uh, they go up. Okay, we got got enough time, but why wait? Go ahead and uh, visit that why website wait? and sign up, CatholicLiteraryArts.org. I mentioned, and I, I think maybe before we started, you had said that uh, there were some there's some interest in other parts of the country and the world. Are, are you finding that you know you may have a few international students, or, or where are the, where are the students coming from? Well, you know, uh, Virginia, yeah, Africa. Oh, that's a, that's international, uh, yeah. California. Uh, uh, and listen, I get inquiries from faculty in some of those places. Oh, is that right? Because so many people uh, are being pushed out, you know, by, by the public school systems and the public universities. Um, oh, I should tell you, Dave, enrollment is limited because we have a certain number of teachers and in order to keep our low student teacher ratio, uh, I really want parents to understand that, um, uh, despite their busy schedules, they don't have a lot of days to yeah. wait. <laughs> All right, so enroll. Don't wait until that June 15th deadline. Enroll now no, uh, while you can, because that's only a week before it starts. Uh, CatholicLiteraryArts.org. Again, we're talking about uh, sharing the joy of fearless Catholic writing camp. And I'm just reading off the website here. They connect children to the fun and excitement of using imagination to write stories, poems, parables, and more. Word games, brainstorming, and idea clusters in a supportive, wholesome atmosphere takes away the fear of writing. Right? Registration is now uh, open. And uh, there's a, a reason why Catholic, the word Catholic comes first is because this is uh, uh, authentically Catholic and there's not going to be anything taught that, that goes against the teachings of the church. But having said that, uh, if you're not Catholic, you are very, very welcome to sign your children up as well. And they're going to get a great uh, education and also have some fun and maybe meet some new friends virtually as well. Uh, so Absolutely. Create online writing community. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, from a guy like myself who has written a book, I, I, I shared the 
Mark Twain quote when he was asked, uh, did, do you enjoy writing? And he says, I, I enjoy having written. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, <laughs> I, there's so much satisfaction in having written. And I think there's so much truth to that. It, it doesn't mean it's easy and it does take some brain power and some hard work. Uh, but there's a lot of, you know, gratification and satisfaction in writing well. Sarah, I've got about 45 seconds. I'm going to give you the last word. Okay. Anything else you want to say to our listeners uh, other than just go to uh, CatholicLiteraryArts.org and sign up, right? I want to mention to your listeners it's absolutely crucial that we support everyone, but especially children, in having a Catholic imagination. Mm-hmm. Up until the mid of the early 1960s, almost every Pulitzer Prize and National Book Award winner in the U.S. was a homegrown cradle Catholic or Catholic convert. Yeah, interesting. We've, we've lost that, so we're in the business of helping. Uh, future and current generations recreate that yeah awesome thank you dave you've been tremendous i so appreciate the time oh yeah well i appreciate it as well say hi to gabe and uh, maybe we'll see on the danube again one of these years (laughs) once everybody gets back out again uh sarah cortez president founder catholic literary arts Uh, go to catholic literary arts.org and sign up your third through 12th grader or uh multiple kids in your family uh for the uh, Fearless Catholic Writing Camp, June 22nd through the 26th, beginning at 9 a.m. those mornings, as she explained. And uh, you can get all the information for registration at that website, catholicliteraryarts.org. Thanks to dining. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 